Hello, and welcome to Building Your T-Shirt Empire. Um, I'm Cole, and today I am with Andrea Lake. Could you maybe tell us a little bit about yourself? Hey, thanks for having me, first of all. Uh, my name is Andrea Lake, and I've started 14 companies since I was 18 years old, many, many, many clothing companies, including anti-establishment clothing, um, and Delinquent Distribution, which owned the exclusive sales rights for the merchandise on Minecraft, World of Warcraft, Call of Duty, Walking Dead, and loads and loads of other massive video games. Wow, that's amazing. And how, like, let's just start at the beginning. How did you break into the industry in a way that actually, like, was profitable? What was that first business? So the first business in apparel that I started was um, anti-establishment clothing. I had owned a different business called Rhythm Sticks, selling these juggling toys. And I met a guy that was selling a million dollars a year worth of t-shirts. And I was like, that is all the money in the world. I am going to go do that. Yeah. And so I started a clothing line that specifically targeted head shops and tattoo shops and sort of music stores, record stores, which don't exist anymore. <laughs> and I just made a catalog and had a bunch of designs. I had 98 designs and I would take them to all of the local stores in San Diego and Los Angeles. And I had a really, really high yes rate. Like a lot of the stores just immediately said yes and started carrying my line, which was really, really lucky and really good. And so where were those designs coming from? Were you involved in the art or were you paying people? How did you create designs that were successful? They came all out of my pretty little brain. And so they were mostly like slogan t-shirts. I actually legitimately, this is a true story, got a six pack of Sierra Nevada and drank it with my friend. And we wrote down 200 designs and 98 <laughs> of them we chose for our first catalog because I didn't realize how absurd it was to launch with 98 designs that at the right. time we had to stock in inventory in you know, medium, large, XL, double X and women's shirts. It was a nightmare, yeah. <laughs> but that is, that is how I started. And um, it was a lot harder back then. That's crazy. So yeah. when you started that, what was your initial pitch? Were you just sending a mailer to yes. the business and then you did a follow-up phone call? So we did have a website, even though this was in 99. And yes, that's exactly right. So I created a catalog. The first catalog was horrible. I created it in Microsoft Word and I printed wow. it at Kinko's. <laughs> but then I very quickly found a professional graphic designer. Um, and again, these were just slogan shirts. So I just picked a really cool font. It was very consistent, black shirts, white print, two color back print um, for anti-establishment. Our logo was an A and an E put together to look like a backwards dollar sign. So it's a very cool logo. And That's I just smart. started, yeah, I just started going to the stores. Like I literally just would physically myself go to all the local shops and hand them a catalog. And then I bought a mailing list of all the tattoo shops in the country and all of the head shops in the country. And I mailed out, you know, 15,000 catalogs. I would mail a thousand catalogs <laughs> a week and make, and make a thousand phone calls a week. Wow. It was crazy. It was crazy pants. You were mm -hmm. grinding so hard. So hard. And I did a million dollars in the second year in sales. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. When you were doing that back then, were you just with like a local print shop that you had to trust fully? I yeah. certainly was. I, I quite, quite quickly, I started to get back up print shops, but I was so lucky that they, they are still in business. Um, the screen printer that I used down in San Diego, um, hot squeegee, and they were just great. They were just great with me. They were, you know, a small, uh, they were like a medium sized print shop at the time. And we kind of grew together. Yeah. Um, and they got, you know, bigger and they just always treated me super, super well. And I just negotiated really hard with them on timelines. Cause that's what I cared about the most was like on time delivery. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And then I expanded to have backup printers because of course then they would get, but you were a scrim 
screen printing shops, so you know, but they would get bigger orders and all of a sudden it was really hard to, to print my smaller orders necessarily on time. So yeah, it I seems think. like all the big print shops had some sort of lucky break. So yeah. then that lucky break justified the expansion. And then they, mm -hmm. once they were expanded, all of a sudden they could take a 10,000 piece order. So yeah. that kind of allows for more business, but almost every shop I know that got big, they're like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, I printed for Rihanna in 2004. And you're like, well, yeah. no wonder you got big. <laughs> yeah, Yes, exactly. And for them, um, I was their lucky break because in addition to owning the sales rights on all the video games, Delinquent Distribution actually started out as like mildly irreverent t-shirts, slogan t-shirts for Hot Topic. So at one point I had 40% of the wall space in Hot Topic with my slogan t-shirts. Wow. I know that did not suck. And so 40% <laughs> of it, 40%. Yeah. I, with that for the designs, the way that we acquired the designs was I owned a company called sticker junkie and I had a huge mailing list. And this was again, still early days. Maybe this would have been 2002 by then. Um, and I just emailed the mailing list and asked them for funny joke, slogan, t-shirts, uh, slogans, and that if we use them, we would give them $500. And so we, got a bunch of our designs that way. That's that's so great. So tell me more because on the print side, I, I feel like getting into retail is like this mystery box for me just because I've never tried to do it. So mm -hmm. tell me, how do you get your foot in the door with like a PacSun Hot Topic kind of a company? How do you mm -hmm. make someone even answer that first email? So the best way to do it, first of all, is they want proven tested designs. So the, way, so the actual course, the easiest way to get into a PacSun or a Hot Topic is you have to go to the mom and pop stores first. Like you just have to put in the time that's sort of like paying your tuition. So they're mm -hmm. usually not looking at, um, they're usually not looking at a t-shirt company until they're in, you know, at least a hundred smaller shops. Because then when you get into a smaller shop, like a, like a local tattoo shop, let's say, you actually know which of your designs is selling on that impulse in-person purchase, because you can see what the stores are wanting to reorder. Mm -hmm. So then, so then it's like less of them rolling the dice when they take a design into a chain store, because the way that it works with chain stores, should I explain the way that it works for the t-shirt companies and chain stores? Yeah, go for it. Cool. Is that they will take a sample order, right? So like, we'll take Hot Topic, for example. I know I'm talking about them a lot, but I love them. I still love them. We have a, a really long-term relationship together. Um, they had 1,200 locations and they would order, so for a full store buy, they would order maybe 12,000 of each design each individual t-shirt design. So if they're buying three shirts from you, that would be like 36,000 t-shirts total. But they test 600 to 900 of each design. And then they take that and they'll put like 12 of each into maybe, you know, however many stores that that is, right? Like 40 or 50 stores. And that's their sample test stores. So then your shirts out of those six or 900 that they're purchasing on the sample buy have to sell through at over 10% per week. So you have to sell at least 60 of those 600 even to be considered for a reorder. And then you're mm -hmm. in a really safe space if you're selling, if you sell like 90 in that first week, then they're for sure gonna do a full store buy with you. So that, that's basically how it works is that they're testing you, but the buyers themselves in chain stores are bonused on sell-through and on being able to pick designs that sell through. This is why they want somebody that's selling in at least a minimum of 100 stores. We were selling in over 500 stores prior to getting into our first big chain store, like 500 mom and pop stores around the country. Mm -hmm. So when I would talk to my buyers there, I'd be like, hey, this is just killing, killing it for us on the ground. So then they would have a really high degree of confidence that my stuff was going to sell through in the store because I already saw so many buying patterns. 
That's really interesting. And how do you think that's going to change in this like bizarre landscape of retail being being like hit tremendously and e-commerce like yeah. moving five years into the future in the span of a few months? It's been so fun to watch that happening because it's so much easier to like test something really quickly on e-commerce. And then you automatically have algorithms that are going to pop the t-shirts that are the best sellers to the top. I mean, everything is every, everything is so much easier in, in metrics and tracking your sales and figuring out for a really low amount of dollars what's going to sell. However, any physical product is still a tactile experience. So people are way, 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 way more likely still to buy just about any physical product and most certainly a t-shirt on an impulse if they see it in person, if they're physically touching it with their hands. So I do think that, you know, in a year or two, once things start, maybe in 18 months from now, when things start to really normalize, you are going to see a lot of stuff going back to, to um, a physical tactile in-person experience. Cause, cause no matter what, when you see something, you want it more <laughs> when it's in your hand yeah. when you're touching it and feeling it, you want it more. So yeah, I think it's going to revert a little bit. That happens to me at shoe stores. Like I can scroll, right. I can scroll the Adidas page for hours and I'll, I won't buy anything. But when I'm like <laughs> looking at that wall or holding something, it's over. Yeah. 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 My business partner is actually in teacher and I'm on the board of their company. Combat flip flops is having that issue right now because they do most of their stuff online, but they really have mastered how to get it through. So the way that you would get it through the way they're getting it through is a really good example of how people convert well into e-commerce, which is just to have sick photography, great right. advertising, really good videos, just like stuff. Because basically photography is one of the greatest equalizers that you can get. Like if you have a little Shopify site, but you have phenomenally good imagery, it's going to make it look like, and anybody can do this. So for any of your listeners who are really, really beginners, that the internet is a great equalizer. If you do something that is well-designed and that looks good, you look like a much, 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 much bigger brand than you are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think that's absolutely true. And when we first launched um, in like 2012, mm -hmm. one of the only things we had going for us was our website looked like it was from 2012 yeah. and not from 1999. Yeah. And so <laughs> we would get calls from people that trusted us and they didn't understand that at that time we only had a manual press, but yes. it was just the presentation online looked better than shops that had been open for 20 years. So it was like, mm -hmm. it's true that your online presentation is kind of everything. And how yeah. do you think, um, how do you think people should market themselves without just throwing a ton of money into ads? I mean, mm -hmm. are you just a big proponent of social media or is there some additional secret to it? Yes, I am a huge proponent of social media. Um, I, like right now, you can just get the word out there almost for free. It's crazy, actually for free. Um, and so I think the thing that I have found the most success with for a, for a free start out, it's one of my best tricks, and I hope that all of your listeners do it, is to whatever the influencers are in your particular category, like let's say we'll take Dan Caldwell for an example, my business partner that owns Tap Out. Um, so he has loads and loads of MMA fighters on his side. But even if you're just starting out, like, oh, actually a better example is Die Epic, which is my other business partner, Daniel Damasa. He's one of the teachers at Teacher, which is our t-shirt course. Um, 
he made friends with a bunch of UFC fighters before they were famous. And so on the latest, on the latest fight, he was there with a champion in a die epic shirt because the guy was his friend. So make friends with influencers in your market when they're small before they get famous and then give them a percentage. Say, hey, share this link and you'll get 20% of the sale. And so then they're really highly incentivized because that's how they get paid because all of these up and comers have huge, huge audiences um, prior usually to them being famous who are really loyal. Even if it's only like six or 8,000 people, those people are like rapidly faithful within your market. So whether your market is yoga or golf or whatever, whatever your niche is that you're going after, um, give them an affiliate link and, and help them to make money off of your designs. And it's free. So you mentioned the the teacher course, which you guys sent mm -hmm. me a link to. Um, there was a lot of good information in there. What do you feel mm -hmm. like the focus and goal of that course is? Why even tell anyone how to do it? You know, like what what is your goal with that program? Well, our goal really, I mean, our goal, obviously it's a business. So our goal is to sell a lot of courses. However, our our the reason that we started the course is because we saw all these people that just uh, were... <laughs> I'm trying not to swear because I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on your podcast, but just were actually not t-shirt people and did not know how to do it. And they were selling these courses and they were selling these courses for thousands and thousands of dollars that are just completely, you know, just BS that, that are never going to help a person sell t-shirts. So I was talking to Dan and he and I used to teach this class 15 years ago. We taught a class at the learning annex and I'm like, we have to just put out a course that shows people how to actually start t-shirt companies because this is bullshit what's out there right now. And people are getting totally ripped off. And we know exactly how to do it. So we ran a sample class, like just to see what would happen. And my, our now business partner from Diapic took that class. He had done $6,000 in sales the first year. And then he took every single piece of advice we told him. And in the second year, he did six figures, mid six figures in sales, just by following our advice, because it, it actually is a formula. And we, we have so many success stories like that. These girls from Catch Some Air. Uh, which is the, they're the cutest clothing line ever. All of the money that they make goes to help little kids with cancer. They have super cute t-shirts. They had sold 47 t-shirts hand-drawn when they came to us. And now like they're in Walmart and they've done hundreds of thousands of dollars in sales uh, just in the last couple of years because they took all of our advice because we actually like, I've sold over 40 million t-shirts and Dan, I don't know how many he's sold, but I don't know, hundreds of millions. And um, so we actually know how to start from zero and go to the first 10,000 and then how to go from 10,000 to 100 and 100 to a million. And, and it really is like a course that you can just walk down step by step by step um, and, and, and do that. It's not, it's not rocket science. Like there's a formula to starting any consumer product company. Yeah, I mean, that, that's amazing. I feel like we have a, a sea of people because we're being in LA, we, we have all these people who come in and announce that they're starting their t-shirt brand Yep. and they have no audience. They have <laughs> no designs that I would consider like professionally made. Yeah. Um, they have no marketing plan after they make them and mm -hmm. we never hear from them again. And so I, I think it's critical that people have some sort of path. And I, I really like that you guys are trying to lay that out for them. Thanks. Yeah, I, it's it's just the same story over and over again. Like people fall down in any different company, like any different industry at a certain point, right? Like if you're opening your restaurant and you don't get your liquor license in time, you're going to fall down. It's not going to work out for you. If you're starting a clothing line and you don't understand what your margins are and you don't understand how to get eyes on your design, you can have the best designs in the world. But if you don't understand how to build an audience, then your, your company is just not going to make it. 
Um, and if you don't have somebody that, that can articulate like what makes a good design and what doesn't, then it's going to be a problem for you. So we do try and solve all of those problems in our, in our mogul course. And anybody who um, wants to get our book can definitely get our book also called How to Build a T-Shirt Empire great name on your podcast <laughs> yeah it's a, it's, it's a pretty pretty similar name there yeah yeah it is it is we'll have to check the I was date laughing at that. who posted it first that's what we'll, well i mean i taught my class in 2005 so i'm a little i'm just a smidge older than you <laughs> well i was a freshman in college so yeah. <laughs> in 2005 oh my gosh oh my gosh lucky you lucky you <laughs> I was not a freshman in college in 2005. <laughs> so um, yeah. what, it, what is, like, let's give some people some free pointers. What yeah. do you think are people, like, it, you have no money, right? Right. Today. Let's say you have, mm -hmm. you have no budget. Your budget is like maybe for your first $500 order. How right. is somebody supposed to spend that on a website, some sort of basic marketing and actually just sell their first hundred shirts. I mean, what would you do yeah. today in that yeah. scenario? What I would do today if I was starting out from scratch is I would spend, I would do, I have more time than money. So this is what I recommend for people that have more time than money. Set up a Shopify site, it's almost free to set up a Shopify site. Um, get only the tools that you really, really need at first for your Shopify site. And I think it starts at like, you know, $20 a month or something to run your Shopify site. Get your designs well done. So hopefully either you can design your own t-shirts or you have some a really good designer that you know that you can get a deal with. If you don't have somebody that you can get a deal with, go on like Fiverr to get those first designs done. They're not gonna be the best designs, but they'll be enough to get you started. Um, and then uh, get a service like Placeit um, so that you can have really good, that's a service that does really, really, really great um, photography that you can overlay your t-shirt design on. And it looks like you've had your catalog professionally done. Uh, set up the website. You can do the website yourself. It is not, it is not rocket science. Anybody can figure out how to build a Shopify site. Um, and then, and then start building your social media, do it for free. The easiest way to build your social media for free probably is Instagram and definitely now TikTok, where you're going and physically like liking different people who would be in your niche. So for example, for yoga junkie, you would just go like all of the yoga people over and over and over again and comment on their stuff so that they like you back. You would be sharing their posts or seeing if you could also share their posts so that they're getting traction and engagement and just build these strategic partnerships from the ground up. I did have a rule when I started my companies, which is just do five random things every day for your business. And you never know what's going to happen. It came from Jack Canfield, that rule. And so we used to send t-shirts to everyone. Um, and sometimes it would work out and sometimes it wouldn't. We sent so many t-shirts to Howard Stern. He never mentioned us. He never wore our t-shirts. He never did anything, but Blink-182 wore all our t-shirts all of the time. It's what got us into Hot Topic and System of a Down and all of these bands that were huge when I was starting anti-establishment clothing. So give away t-shirts to people who are up and coming. Like uh, I have a couple of really famous stories in working with Blink-182 um, because, but it was because I don't even really know them. I like knew their cousin because I grew up in San Diego and not, I didn't even know him that well. Like my ex-boyfriend knew him, but we would give him so many free shirts to give to the band because I liked the band before they were famous. I was selling on the Warped Tour. They were playing on the third stage. They were not famous. I gave them like a couple hundred dollars worth of free shirts, which was a lot for me back then, but I really, really liked them. And then they became super famous and they never forgot 
they never forgot. So I would do stuff like that. That's outreach. That's almost free um, in the beginning. Cause you just don't know how it's going to turn back around for you. And, and so how were you doing it or how would you do that now in, in the world of mm -hmm. like print on demand, yep. screen printing, DTG, oh. do you have like a quality Sorry. standard for your own brands? Is, is yes. everything screen printed for your brands or yes. how does that work? So for my brands, everything is screen printed. Like just in general, just in general, print on demand has not caught up yet to screen printing, in my opinion. It's getting better and better and better all the time. The quality is going to catch up. But a screen printer, like I just recommend always using professional screen printers. However, in the very, 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 very beginning, what I would do is start out testing designs with print on demand. Just test them to see what sells. And then the step as you start to get sales and as things start selling, if you have $0, that's the way that I would do it. And then, and then move into screen printing those designs because the quality is going to be better on a screen printed design. Always, we always recommend if you're using a print on demand vendor, buy the shirt from them first. So you can see, you know, number one, what their turnaround time is. Number two, what the shipping costs from them are going to be. And then number three, what the quality is going to be. And then wash the shirt a couple of times, make sure it doesn't fall apart, make sure the ink doesn't come off. All of those things are like just standardized. Those are actually all super, super good tips that you should be doing. So you don't have angry customers. Yeah, I mean, I think just DTG in general, like I know that when mm -hmm. we run, we have two DTG machines um, mm -hmm. and we know that if we run our highest settings, we can mm -hmm. make the print look phenomenal. Yeah. But no one does that. Like no one's right. offering you. No, they show you that at the trade show. That's right. And then they do not print that way when they actually do their mass production. That's and right. It's too and slow and the ink's way too expensive. So no one does it. I just was going to say, because we do own sticker junkie and that is the thing, like we, we print on a medium setting, but to print on the highest setting, it goes, it goes twice as twice as slow it takes twice as long to print the exact same thing and like you just don't have the time if you're doing volume to do so yeah oh yeah you'd have like 35 dollars shirts it would be a yeah. nightmare to mm -hmm. actually make things nice on dtg where mm -hmm. whereas with screen printing there is no uh speed savings to doing it right like it's yeah. gonna be opaque ink it's gonna wash well things that dtg wishes it mm -hmm. could like live up to yes uh, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that I totally agree with you. There will be a day when DTG is fast and really incredible. Like some of the hybrid yeah. um, pieces that they're putting into the screen printing presses, mm -hmm. those are really amazing. Where like you're screen printing a white base and then you're printing your top. Um, mm -hmm. That's pretty incredible stuff, but it's like half a million dollars. So it's, yeah. uh, it's not, <laughs> it hasn't scaled down at all. Yeah. Do you know for for your listeners who are in the beginning or or sort of starting out, I do actually have a really great piece of advice. Not everybody in the t-shirt industry agrees with me on this, obviously, but this is my personal advice. Your time is limited when you start. Usually your dollars are limited when you start. Do not buy your own equipment to print with. Like so many people in the very, very beginning, they're getting marketed these super crappy machines that are like, you know, oh, for $600, you could have your own screen printing thing in your house or for $1,200 or whatever. First of all, you want to spend your time and energy building a t-shirt business and empire that you are starting, right? And so if you're putting all your time, like learning how to be a, a, even, a, even a screen printer who is like decent is going to take you a while where you could go to a professional that that's all that they do all day. Their equipment costs tens and tens of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars without the whole, throughout the whole shop. And they're, they're, it's going to look rad. So definitely I would go to a professional to get it done versus yeah. buying your own. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I agree with that, even if you wanted to start a print shop. When we yeah. started Shirt Agency, I left the print shop I was managing mm-hmm. and started uh, Shirt Agency as nothing but middlemanning because I knew <laughs> that I could land jobs uh, and I knew how to talk really well around like mm-hmm. what you need in the industry. But I knew that it was going to take me years to get the equipment. Yep. So, yeah, I middlemanned for basically like 18 months just so that I could get a big client and not get stuck like begging for a dozen t-shirt order. That is so smart. And you know what's so funny? That's actually exactly how I started Sticker Junkie. We were a middleman agency for the first seven years. The only reason we ended up buying our own, I've owned that company for 20 years, but the only reason we ended up buying our own presses was because people kept screwing up the delivery times for us. If, if we would have had a, a, a screen print shop that delivered consistently on time, I don't know that I ever would have bought the presses. <laughs> They're so yeah. expensive. Yeah. I always feel like my uh, my get out of jail free card is to keep the business open as a middleman company and just like sell the equipment and let the lease run out. Like yeah. it, that there's a lot to be said for just having the sale and there's a lot less to the commodity act of printing. Um, yeah. It's more about that like user experience and that relationship with a customer than it is like literally being on press. I think being on press mm-hmm. is really limiting. If you're an owner who's on press, you're you're not making any money. You can't even be on right. the phone. Yeah, I a hundred I a hundred percent agree. And um, yeah, and I totally checked out your website, and it's beautiful. Like it's no your listeners actually, I'm sure that they've all been to your website, but if they haven't, check out Shirt Agency because it's an example of how like you want your website to look. You want it to look like, whoa, these people know exactly what they're doing. I totally trust them. And you can feel that when you're on a on a good website that's well designed. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I do I, I do so much for that website. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> I, uh, I've always felt like the whole website design thing has been kind of like a secret weapon. I'm amazed yeah. by seeing really like old school successful companies mm-hmm. not being able to transfer. Um, and at this point, they've had 20 years to do it. So it yeah. blows my mind the lead that they've blown by not focusing, like especially this year yeah. with uh, COVID wrecking so many people's businesses. Mm-hmm. It's been amazing to see these people who were like uh, sportswear printers, for example, not being yeah. able to transition to the needs of e-commerce because all they ever did was just print for colleges and, and high schools. And when that demand disappeared on that side, they had no flexibility with e-commerce. They never implemented it for 20 years straight. Yeah, it is. It is super interesting. I do. I have compassion because seen some of my companies are so long-term and like, I do understand how difficult it is for somebody to transition, but yeah, you're right. I mean, there's a lot of people coming into a tough economy that their businesses are just not going to survive because you do have to be malleable with whatever's going on. And, and if you're older and you don't understand technology, like that's just not going to cut it in the, in the coming up years. Yeah. It's really tough. Yeah. It's going to come along and eat your lunch. Well, hey, at least there'll be some good used equipment. So yes, yes, all yes. for the best. <laughs> yes, I, in six to nine months, the market's going to be flooded with it. I feel like. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's not going to be pretty, but that's why everyone should be focusing on e-commerce right now. Yes. Um, so yes. tell us a little. We're kind of coming up on the time that we were talking about <laughs> needing to finish by, but yeah. tell us a little bit more about the teachers' like website and how yeah. people can learn more about. Um, getting the course. 
Definitely. So go to teacher. It's two E's, T-E-E-A-C-H-E-R, like teaching people how to do t-shirt companies. And the founders, um, all of us have really big brands. It's myself, Dan Caldwell, who is the founder of Tap Out Clothing, um, Griff, uh, Matthew Griffin from Combat Flip Flops, who you might have seen on Shark Tank. Uh, and Daniel Damasa from Diepic. And we get together and teach everything start to finish called the Mogul Course. And we teach everything start to finish on how to start a t-shirt company. So everything from suppliers and distribution and getting sales and getting a great website and how to tell if your designs are good, getting your clothes on influencers and celebrities. It's just like a treasure trove of information. And if you're just barely, if you're just, just starting out, we have a starter course. Um, that is a great deal that teaches you how to get your first $10,000 in sales. So if you don't have $10,000 in the annual sales, for sure, for sure, for sure, take that course because otherwise, because it's only $197 and otherwise you're going to beat your head against the wall and you're going to spend $1,000 just on mistakes and you're not going to know where to put your budgeting and you're not going to know, you know, how to get a cheap website and all of the stuff that we teach in that course is, it's really, really, really good information. It's all the stuff we wish that we would have known when we started out. Yeah, I mean, I ran through the the ten thousand dollar course mm -hmm. one because you guys sent me a link, and it was really yeah. good information. There's a lot of yeah. stuff in there that you kind of like. It's like for me, I kind of guess I knew it, but it's always good to be reminded and have it mm -hmm. like front of mind because you get mm -hmm. in this rhythm of what you think is normal, but it's not really normal. It's just normal for you and your behavior. Yeah. Um, so hearing somebody else who's doing a better job explain, hey, this yeah. is how we do it. It's good yeah. to be like, oh, hey, let's wake up, let's do it. Yeah, we're going to start running the mobile course um, at the end of this month. We run it, we just run it a few times a year. And so I'll send you a link to that one because that's going to be the one where if you already have a t-shirt company, that's the one where you just get all of the information about how to just massively increase your sales, how to scale into stores, how to upsell on online, just all of the stuff that you, all of the stuff that you need to know. And we bring in tons and tons and tons of experts just because we know so many people. Like one of my business partners actually in teacher is um, he ran a huge creative agency in Manhattan that did like all of the marketing for um, Beats Music and Apple oh, and wow. just tons, yeah, just huge, huge, Pepsi. And he put together the Beyonce Super Bowl Pepsi halftime show. He's just ridiculous. And he's, he's my business partner now, but he also in a former life used to be a trademark attorney, which is crazy. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So he answers all of like tons of legal questions. We have a really great, um, get on our mailing list at teacher.com. And we have a really great public facing um uh, Facebook site where we give tons of information. And then we have my other, one of my other best friends, Emerson Sparts comes on there. He's the world's leading expert in internet virality. He started MuggleNet when he was 12 years old. So we, I've just taken this whole conglomeration of all of my networks and poured them into teacher because I was just tired of people getting ripped off by shitty courses. So I was like, what if I just put together the actual best t-shirt course on the planet that shows people how to thrive and how to succeed um, and really how to, how to, how to actually do it. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad that it's not just a, um, there's that landscaper again. The, I'm glad <laughs> it's not just, uh, it's, I feel like the courses that I saw, especially, I don't know, maybe like six years ago, there was like this flood of courses that were like, get rich quick with t-shirts, you know, yeah. it was like, it was very like trashy, desperately yeah. like pump stuff on Teespring as fast as you can, kind of yeah. like joke shirts. Yeah. Um, so I really appreciated that your course was like on a totally different level. And so I'm excited to do the mogul one. Yeah, it's, it's oh, I'm excited for it to run again. It's so fun. Actually, uh, Griff from Combat Flip Flops, who a lot of you guys have seen, who is now our business partner. He, when he started out, he came to us and he, they were $40,000 in debt. They didn't know if they were going to make it through. They, they, they knew for sure they have grit. I mean, both of those guys are former army rangers that own that company, but 
once he took our course, it just shot his sales through the roof because the, his company already at the time, I think was doing like 400,000 a year in sales. This is a few years ago. And he took our course and we mentored him and it just went into the millions and millions in annual revenue because the more you're making, the easier it is to make more. Like if you can get to a hundred thousand, then you can for sure get to a million. If you get to a million, you can for sure get to 4 million. Almost always there's, there's not really a cap until until you start to deal with market size, which almost never happens before 10 million annual sales. So you really can just sell a lot of t-shirts. I need to get to 10 million annual sales then. I want that for you, baby. <laughs> well, thanks so much for all your time. You were a, a great guest. You're like an infinite wealth of knowledge. So thanks again. Thank you. All my business partners want to come on. So I hope that you have them on your show. It sounds perfect. It, it can be a stream, <laughs> a string of perfect podcasts. I love it. Thanks so All much. Right. Have a great day. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.